have you got a vision for innovation vis-a-vis -vis Warner Music over the next five years? And kind of, can you share a little bit about how you're going to apply some of your big brain thinking into sort of execution on moving Warner forward? Well, yeah, there's, there's a few things that, that I want to accomplish that I have not yet accomplished because I've only been in the, in the seat a little over two years. Um, and I, if, if year one was my, my listening tour, um, which I didn't think it was going to be a year long listening tour, but it was really just trying to understand things. Um, it, what, what I, what I want to start to do is to imbue um, emotions into the technology and tools that people use at the organization. So if you think of it another way, if you think about something like social media like Facebook, you know? So Facebook is, is in, uh, I don't wanna use the word addictive, but social media in general is quite addictive. People keep coming back and using it over and over and over again. Because what they didn't try and do was recreate friendship. What, what, what they tried to do was recreate the emotions of friendship. So, you know, gossip and belonging and outrage and status. You know, these are things you get from friendship. And so they imbued that into the experience of using the, the app or the platform. And I'm thinking, well, why does it have to be so soulless with the technology we use at our organization? Can we think about imbuing that in our technologies. So, so, you know, what are the things we like about work? You know, so I'm not trying to recreate work, but what do we like about work? We like collaboration. We like celebration. We like serendipity, you know, oh, somebody pops in and tells me something I didn't know. And I had no idea that was going to happen today. So how can I start to infuse that into the technology as an organization that we use so that people really want to lean in um, because we're in a super cool business of music and we use technology. So why shouldn't it be cool and fun and engaging that makes people want to lean in and we don't have to optimize around things like outrage. We can optimize around all the positive things we do and make a, a better impact. Look into your crystal ball, Scott. What's going to be game-changing for the industry and consumers in tomorrow's world? When I've listened to you speak at our leadership panels, you speak passionately about cryptocurrency. I, I, you know, I, I've waited for this time for the last decade, which is blockchain. You know, we can have this pretty, you know, decent conversation around blockchain, but a year ago we couldn't have. Maybe even six months ago, we couldn't have until all of a sudden, you know, NFTs started kicking off, um, you know, which, which I also find quite interesting that, you know, blockchain technology has been around for, you know, I guess 11 years now. Um, it's been used and Bitcoin has had its ups and downs and people are aware of it, but it's still been kind of this thing that other people use. And when the music business stepped into the space very recently at the beginning of this year with NFTs, non-fungible tokens, um, all of a sudden it came into the public consciousness and a whole bunch of issues came out. And, and this is what I really like about what's possible with the music 
business and, and artists being able to, to actually move culture. Because the first thing that came out was, wow, this isn't very eco-friendly. You know, we're trying to, to reduce our, 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 our carbon footprint by changing the way we tour. And if we put out one F NFT, it, it, it's like more than a decade of, of carbon on a tour. So all of a sudden now you hear blockchains talking about how they're gonna be carbon neutral um, and, and changing that. Also, what you're gonna start to see is then people go, okay, I wanna buy an NFT. Well, good luck getting on the blockchain because that is fucking hard, you know, to just open a wallet and verify yourself again. It's it's so now it's like, all right, if we're going to be selling NFTs, how are we going to change the on-ramp to make it really smooth? Like if you know how to use PayPal, then you can, you know, buy an NFT. Um, so things like that, how I think. You know, the next stage is how it all becomes interoperable. If I buy things on the, you know, how do I take it with me? How do, you know, if, again, if you rewind, you know, in the early days of mobile or the early days of the web, you know, you couldn't communicate with people that weren't on your platform or even banking, you know, until, until cash machines, ATMs, became interoperable, it didn't matter which bank you were on, till you could email people on different networks, till you could text message and call people on different networks, and it became interoperable, then everyone used it. It's not how it is right now on the blockchain and NFTs. But when I'm able to take something I bought and bring it into my social platform and then take it with me as I go into gaming and then move over to fitness and move it around with me and display it, um, then it'll change. And, I, and I'm happy to say that in many ways, the music industry, um, whether the artists realize it or not, seem to be driving that. Real stories curated with love for you.